Hey, good morning, Munchtropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Come on! Let's get Not drinking any fucking Merlot! Merlot! That's what can I say? I'm a lovely. I'm a lovely. After you, Jernet. After you, Jernet. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the program, Logged In, episode number 26. This is the final episode of the year. Hi, Boatman. Uh, this is the final episode of the year before we take off for the holiday season. Uh, well, but don't worry your little heads. We'll be back in February, uh, the same time that YLS is back and all that. Just, we're going to take some time off. It's going to be fun. Uh, on the show tonight, Mr. Boatman, how are you doing? I'm good. I was actually very excited for this topic. I, I came up with this one, I think, and I think this is fun. Like, just kind of like, instead of like a plot point or like a, you know, like a specific like genre, just kind of vibes, you know, just nice fall vibes. I do enjoy the vibes. Uh, Payson, welcome. Uh, you requested to be on this program tonight. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I love this show so much. Uh, I'm, I'm always happy to be on. Uh, with it being the last show, I wore my uh, Citizen King the End title card shirt. So I wanted to represent that. So, yeah. That's fair. And Thomas Scully, I asked you to be on this program tonight. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a while since I've been on Locked It. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I guess to actually talk about movies that I don't have to study all you know all day, every day. So it should be fun. And yeah. in honor of in honor of nothing happening today, I wore a, a, bl a bland teal sweatshirt. So that's fair. I wore a uh, AMC T-shirt because movies shine there. Um, uh, I like your Nicole Kidman shirt. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, uh, like I said, this is the last show uh, for the year, but we'll be back. Uh, later in February, uh, gonna take some time off, but still lots of stuff coming up on Multiplex tomorrow night is the YLS recap show, and then uh, next weekend, uh, starting on the 10th, is gonna be the final act that's gonna be all of the end stuff. So, the war zones, the fandoms, the fan zones, the other random stuff that we do, uh, we're gonna have big final event, all the, all the titles on the line, it's gonna be a good time. So, but in the meantime, let's dig into the show a little bit. Uh, we talk about movies here and the movies that we watch. Kind of great movies. What is a movie? Uh, sure, cinema. Cinema, exactly. The popcorn. The movies. The kid hitting the back of your seat in the theater. The popcorn the is just a little bit too small for the popcorn bucket. Oh, my God. Uh, we're going to start off with our favorite movie that we logged this week. Bolton, what was your favorite movie? My favorite movie that I logged this week uh, was uh, my big blind spot that I had kind of kept on the down low for like a really long time because I was kind of embarrassed by the fact that I hadn't seen Schindler's List yet. Uh, and it's great. It's great. I completely understand why I put it off because it's sad. It's sad and it long, but it's good. Uh, I and like the the thing that like most impressed me. Uh, uh, the thing that most impressed me about Schindler's List was Ray Fine. 
Ray Fiennes is like scary in that movie. And honestly, like, no offense to Tommy Lee Jones, but probably should have won the Oscar that year. Like, he's he's incredible. Cody, don't kill me for saying that. Uh, but he's like very scary and it's uncomfortable. Uh, but he's great. Kingsley is also like excellent. Uh, and yeah, I, I really like actually seeing like the transformation of Oscar Schindler to like, it, I think the thing the movie does best is he, it doesn't make Schindler out to be like this larger than life saint. Like they still make him look pretty selfish, but he, it, that's kind of the point is that a flawed person can still do a great thing. And I, I think that's a really poignant message. Yeah, the movie is great. Um, I've seen it twice. I saw it in high school, and then I watched it uh, last year, either 2019 or 2020, because Maggie had never seen it, so we watched it together. Um, I agree. I think Ray Fiennes is uh, incredible in the movie. Uh, he's the personification of just everything that is evil in the world in one performance, and he knocks it out of the park. Um I agree. He should have won. The Fugitive is a good movie and all, uh, right? Because that's what he won for, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, the so movie? Fugitive. Yeah. And then DiCaprio for What's Eating Gilbert Grape was nominated. Yeah. So, well, I, I, have, I have not seen Gilbert Grape, um, but uh, I've seen the, the Fugitive. not good. But and the, the Fugitive is a good movie and I enjoy it, but I, it's never pegged me as like, one of Tommy Lee Jones's like most incredible performances. Like it's he's good in the movie, and I like the movie. But Ray Fiennes, I agree, should should have won. Um, I, it deserves all the accolades and everything that it gets. Um, yeah, I mean, I get the whole like I don't know if I'll ever watch it again like thing. A lot of people always say that. Uh, I I'm a sycophant, and I I would definitely watch this again because I like to feel things. And this movie makes me feel things. Um, so I'm not, it's not something that I'm going to pop in and watch once a year because like Boatman said, it's a long one. Uh, but I definitely will watch it again in my life. Uh, I think it's, it's gorgeous, uh, beautiful to look at, but also horrifying in the same way. It's, it's an incredible movie. So great pick, uh, Payson. Yeah. Um, just like Boatman was in a few weeks ago, this is also one of my biggest blind spots in terms of film. Uh, I've just never really gotten around to it, mainly for the reasons you can probably guess. I hear it's a it's it's a harrowing watch, and it is a very long movie, but I will one day absolutely watch it, and I no doubt think it's... It, it, I, I would no doubt not assume that it deserves all the credit that it, deserves, that it gets. Yeah. Thomas, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I watched it for the first time back in high school. I had to write a paper on it for my history class. Um, you got so, quiet there, buddy. I think you're covering Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, am I better now? A little bit, yeah. All right, so as I was saying, I watched the movie the first time back in high school. I wrote a paper on it for my history class. Um, so I, I got to take a, like, a, a little bit more of a deep dive into it on first watch than most people do. So I think for that reason, I just haven't really gotten around to rewatching it. It's it's a, such a memorable movie the first time you see it. Um, you know, it, it's it's one of those that that sticks with you for years and years and years after you watch it. And I put it into a class of films where I don't ever need to see it again because I've experienced it once. And personally, I think that's enough. But you know, the, the there will probably be a time in the future where I pop it in again and just to see 
you know, how I feel again. Um, it's phenomenal. Ray Fiennes absolutely should have won the Oscar. I say this as a very big fan of The Fugitive. Um, he is absolutely horrifying in, 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 a, in a good way. He just just sells you on the performance. Um, and Liam Neeson, too, he's phenomenal. I mean, he is just unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, this movie's great. Um, it, it, like, immediate classic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I've actually been watching some movies that I think are good, weirdly enough. Uh, so there's, there's a few to choose from. I want to highlight. Um, I'm not going to make it my pick because the last time I picked something that wasn't technically a movie i got yelled at but if you haven't seen the beatles get back um it's on disney plus it's incredible if you like the beatles watch it it's so fucking good and i could talk about it for hours i i got really drunk last night and talked to brooklyn about it for like 20 minutes like it's it's so fucking good so if you haven't watched that uh check it out it is so good i i watched like the first part okay yeah part three is my favorite part but it's it's incredible. All it's so long that it's going to take me a while to like finish all three parts because you know yeah. I still want to watch movies. Like but... dance in a way, like this is the documentary series everyone's coming around like yeah. to get a watch. It's great. Um, but besides that, I will go with. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'm between two. I'm gonna go with Encanto. Um, New Disney movie. I'm the Disney guy. I like Disney. Um, I really liked this movie. So I, I'm seeing a lot of people saying that it's mid-tier Disney or it's not that memorable or uh, whatever. I I think the movie's really good and I really, really enjoyed it. It is not top, anywhere near a top 10 Disney animated movie. Um, I'd put it probably in the low teens to mid-20s, like somewhere in there. Like It's very good. Uh, it's not dog trash. It's not incredible um but i really enjoyed it overall i thought the music was really good um it is the best uh lin-manuel miranda music thing that happened this year i will say that much when we when we get to my worst we'll we'll talk about that other thing later so uh but i would just say i think the music's very good um i really liked all the characters i thought they did a really good job at flushing out all the characters in the family and you understand the rules and everything of uh, everything very quickly, and it's done well. Uh, I'd say out of the Disney Lin Manuel stuff, Moana is better, but this is close. Uh, I thought it was. I thought it was very good. Uh, has anyone here had a chance to see it yet? I have not. Uh, I hope to see it sometime this week. Same. Okay, uh, Payson. What's your favorite movie, Logan? Yeah. Uh, speaking of new releases, uh, I know, I believe Bowman talked about it either a week or two weeks ago, but I finally got a chance to see Belfast. Holy crap. This movie is excellent. Um, um, yes. Set in, set in, I believe, Northern Ireland, just about a kid who's growing up during a tough time who has, like, a love of movies. Like, you have me sold already, and just, I think what, what Kenneth Branagh does so well with this movie is you can tell how much he loves this location and how much he loves, like, this part of himself. Um, I've, I've heard a lot of, like, comparisons to Roma, 
Um, All Respect to Roma, I think it's a beautiful film. I personally connected with this one just a, just a little bit more just because I found it just so much more emotional. Um, just seeing the, like, just Bobby, like, connecting with so much, with so many buddy. parts. Buddy, buddy, yes, I thought it was Bobby. Wow. Um, connecting it's, with... It's so the many, accents. Yes, very true. <laughs> yeah. Buddy. Yeah, body. Um, every time he wants to do better in math, just so he can sit next to this girl he has a crush on, I think it's so sweet. Um, the music cue when he goes to the front and it's slow mo is like one of my favorite moments of this year. So good. Um, all the performances are excellent. Um, I think both uh, Kieran Hines and I'm going to butcher her name, but uh, Katarina Balfe. Um, are excellent. Uh, Kieran Hines being the grandfather, um, Katarina Bell being the mother. I think they're excellent. Um, everyone's been saying it. Uh, this kid's parents are Jamie Dorden and Katarina Bell, who may be the two hottest parents that a 12-year-old kid could have. And yeah, no, I, I just think it's an excellent film in all in every every aspect. Yeah, uh, I saw this today. Actually, I got it. I saw it today. I've been wanting to see it ever since Boatman dropped his review uh, a couple weeks back. Um, I really liked the movie. I don't think it's gonna be. be I, I don't think it's like the best picture of the year. I don't think that there was a performance that I was like, "Oh my god, this is life changing performance." I thought it was just one of those movies that, from beginning to end was absolutely captivating, charming as hell, emotional, good performances all the way around, and I was satisfied at the end of it. Um, I will. I would definitely watch it again if someone said, hey, you want to check out Belfast? Absolutely, I would watch this movie again. It's not going to be one of my absolute favorites of the year, but I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. It lived up to a lot of the, the hype that people were, were saying. It just... Uh, there were a couple things overall where I, I would have done certain things differently. I thought a couple things weren't uh, fleshed out as well as I thought they could have. But overall, really great movie. Uh, Bowman, I know you love this movie. Why don't you tell us about you it? You get why I love it. Though, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and I will say, I think it was Zach said it when um, you talked about it a couple weeks ago, Bowman. He said that he felt like Brana didn't 100% get the – or. 100% channel the child uh, point yeah. of view. I 100% disagree. I thought he nailed that point of view. There were so many moments that you could tell if you're looking at it through the lens of the kid uh, were, were done in a way that we would see it as children and were almost a little bit over-dramatized because yeah. you can when it's from his point of view, whereas if this was just like a uh, third person perspective, it would probably be played a little safe. I also love how you can just absolutely tell this kid is Kenneth Branagh. Like, oh, yeah. without a doubt, this kid loves movies, reading the Thor comic, like this. He's, <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to be. Kenneth I didn't even pick up on that. That's, you're yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, he's reading the Thor comic, and I was like, I see what you did there, Kenneth. I see you. Um, I'm, I'm honestly just surprised that Judy Dench came back after uh, Artemis Fowl. Hey, I, this was this was a good redeemer for her. I Absolutely. will say I, she she is so good. You had to remind me about that. 
directed by Brana. I love this movie so much. Uh, I, I think it just very much hits with a lot of my sensibilities. It's it's a dramedy. It's set in you know the the sixties. It's got. I love Van Morrison music, so I just love all the music cues in this movie. Uh, and come on, it's it's about a kid who loves movies. Come on, come on. Uh, Scully, what about you? Yeah, I saw this a, a couple weeks ago. I absolutely love this film. It's my number three of the year so far. Um, I, I, yeah, I think every performance, while not like extraordinary, what I love is that they're all good-natured people with all good intentions about each other um, who really just never kind of take their eyes off of what's truly important to them. Um, I really think all, like, all, all four main adult performances really capture that. Um, Dornan is the one who kind of who like who kind of strays away from it at times, and and um, but I think it does like like you said, it does a really good job of capturing the perspective of a child um, and seeing life through his eyes, um, chronicling hit like his journey throughout Belfast in this very tumultuous time with the Protestant and Catholic clashes. Uh, clashes um, is really well done. I thought. I, I, Karen Hines is also my favorite performance. I think the chemistry between him and Judy Dench was on point. Such a sweet relationship between two grandparents. Um, I think it does a really good job of, of showing these intimate moments between two between two separate characters um, that just make the film just seem all that more special. Um, so again, I, I loved it. I had a great time. It's not too long. It's only like an hour and 42 minutes like 30, or something. 39. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's perfectly well paced, not too much stuffed in there. Um, and it's a great story. And considering all the two and a half hour movies that have been coming out yeah. recently, yeah. I was like, I'll take it, <laughs> please. I'm going to finish my popcorn. Yeah. Uh, all right. Scully, your favorite movie along this week. Ooh, favorite movie. I've been um just you know, now the fam's over, I've been watching movies I don't What do you mean? It's not over yet. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh no. Ooh. Not over. Illusion, Scully. Slip of the tongue, maybe. Oh no. Oh well, whatever. Uh favorite movie I watched this week was Rares of the Lost Ark. Sunday morning, had nothing else to do. You know what? Just pop in this all time great. Um, one of the best action adventure films ever. Um uh, this is Indiana Jones is my favorite character played by Harrison Ford. I just think that just just the attitude and the charisma he brings to you know an archaeo like a, a a professor of all people, an archaeology professor of all people, and he leads this other life of going on daring adventures, capturing lost artifacts. Um, it's just it's it, those kinds of movies are are kind of what I grew up on, um, and Ford does a tremendous job. And again. I, I I really hate it when people say, "Oh, here's Indiana Jones has something to do with the story." Like, shut up, shut up. No one cares. cares. This is a great movie. It's one of the best movies ever. Um, but yeah, this is a, a boatload of fun. Every performance in this film is, is is great. I love John Reese Davies as Sala. I think I think he 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 brings so much joy to the screen when, when like when he pops up because he can be like intense but also super super happy at the same time. Um, and Karen Allen, of course. I mean, she's she's awesome too. Um, that's 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 honestly kind of what saves Crystal Skull for me is her is her appearance. I think she's so good as Marion, and bringing her back for the fourth one kind of helps a little bit. Yeah, I mean, what is there to say about this movie? It's kind of yeah. perfect. 
Uh, I have seen it in the theater multiple times. I took mm-hmm. Maggie to see it the first time Maggie saw it was in the theater, and that was that was really fun. Uh, how she feels about the movie versus the rest of us? Well, we don't need to talk about that. Uh, she doesn't like the '80s guys. Uh, so yeah, but this movie's great. It's it's awesome. I love all three. If I'm being completely honest, oh yeah, I love this one. I love Temple of Doom. I love Last Crusade. I like Last Crusade the best. I like Last Crusade the best as well. Um, the people who shit on Temple of Doom are stupid. Um, is it as good as the other two? No, yeah. it's not. But is it as bad as everyone makes it out to be? No. It is it's, fine. It, it, it is yes. fine. It's fine with some really great action scenes, and I have no problem smushing it in between. Uh, I would not say it's good, but it's so much more interesting than like your average blockbuster nowadays that I can't help but like at least appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a ham sandwich uh, with really great bread. That's accurate. Uh, Boatman Raiders. Love Raiders. Uh, it, I I prefer Last Crusade because a I like the dynamic with uh, Indian Henry and b I really like the the puzzles in like the last third of the movie. I think that's like just the cooler action set pieces. But Raiders Raiders is great. It's like the action classic for a reason. Uh, everyone talks about like the the boulder chase, and I love that. I think the truck chase is like yeah. my favorite. Like people still talk about that one too, but like that's I love that action set piece. It's just brilliant. Uh, but yeah, it, I I don't know what you can say about Raiders that hasn't been said. It's awesome. Payson, anything to add to that? It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's my favorite Spielberg movie. Uh, Harrison Ford is legendary as the character of Indiana Jones. Um, as opposed to the, the the three of my other panelists, this is my personal favorite one. I think the the truck chase scene is one of my top ten, not just action scenes, maybe like top thirty scenes of all time. Like I adore that scene with all my heart. Uh, when we were in quarantine, uh, me and Taylor went up to a drive-in and we got to watch this movie uh, with a bunch of cars around us, and that was a lot of fun. But yeah, I adore this film. Awesome. When all is right. it yet? coming to Phantom? Who knows? Uh, it was in fandom, and we took it out. Uh, so <laughs> we're gonna move on to uh, the least favorite movie we logged this week. Uh, I have a clear cut answer to this. I do have a couple other things though I want to mention because I, I did watch a lot of movies this week. Uh, the first uh, one I'll say if I can find it. Where is I'm looking? Um, oh. I didn't hate the movie by any means, uh, but I was extremely disappointed by House of Gucci. Um, it was n- not nearly as good as I was expecting it to be, wanted it to be. Um, I'm a big Ridley Scott fan, so that was a little disappointing, especially coming off The Last Duel. Uh, the other one, which we'll, we'll, we can, I, I, we'll, I'll bring up two then. So, uh, I'm sorry, I do not understand the hype for Tick Tick Boom at all. This is it's like the one of the most mediocre musicals I've seen in years. It's fine. It is the most okay movie I've watched in so long. And I people were there, they can attest. When the trailer dropped for this movie, I was in uh, the same room as Caleb Boatman. Caleb Coho, Cody Newberry, and Nick Tuig. And we all watched the trailer, and 
people were freaking out. And I went, why are we freaking out? This looks really weird. And <laughs> it looks that good. And then, but everyone kept telling me, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. You don't understand. It's going to be great. And then the reviews started rolling at five stars, four and a half, four and a half. And I just thought it was so mediocre. I'm sorry. Like it, I thought Andrew Garfield was good. I love him. Um, I think I saw some people, I think Boatman included, sorry, Boatman for trashing on you, saying this is his best performance ever. Have you seen Silence? Have you seen? I haven't seen Silence. Okay, well, there you go. There you go. Thank you, basically. Well, I said best performance I've seen from him, I think. That's fair. That's fair. But there are people who are just like saying that this is like the greatest movie ever. I thought the directing was honestly kind of rough for Lynn. I, I, I really did. I thought it was super flashy for flashy's sake and there was a the um the diner scene that everyone's like very excited about uh, uh, to be fair i'm not a big broadway person i like broadway i don't i don't know who most of those people are i knew hamilton people were that was about it um so that's not for for me I understand why people really, really like this. It just did not work for me. That scene in particular, I thought the visuals were really bad. And it's getting like a lot of praise, but I thought it looked not good. Uh, so I'm definitely in the minority, and that's fair. Uh, so I'll let you guys attack me. So, Tim, I have a question for you. Yes, sir. What did you think about the, the therapy song? Uh, that's the one... Oh, yeah, the, the one with and... Vanessa Hudgens, and um, I yeah. actually, for once in my life, like agreed with Brian Michaels, where I I would have rather had the song go through in its entirety, but it kept cutting back to the girlfriend. Oh. I liked the song; I thought it was very funny, per, uh, performed well. All the songs are performed really well. Um, it, yeah, I had no problem with the song and the performance. See, the, 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 I guess that's where the disconnect comes from because. I think the editing is why I love that scene is you see oh. how it, I, I think what this movie is going for is a very similar thing to all that jazz. Uh, which I don't know if you've seen all that jazz. I'm guessing if you don't like this, you won't like all that jazz, but it's very much going for that kind of same of looking at a personal life and then also showing it be represented through music. It's got that bossy, like quick style of editing, very flat beats. It's trying to be like very much all that jazz. And I, I love all that jazz. That's part of the reason why it works for me. Uh, but I also think it's trying to be its own thing. Uh, I I really like just the core story of it all too. I, I, I just, did too. I honestly did. I really did. Mm -hmm. So I So your problem is really just the stuff. You don't like I, yeah, it just like I I guess my thing is again, I gave it three stars. So yeah. I didn't like hate the movie. It just I think it was one of those scenarios of if I had seen this in 10 years and had never heard of it and just like saw it, I would probably like it a lot more. But I have been watching a lot of movies and everyone was telling me that this was going to be like the movie and it just like didn't work for me. You do have a point there. You do have a point there. Coho yeah. kind of. Well, not just, and I don't want to blame it all on Coho. It's not just him. It's, and it's I again, yeah. I, un I under 100% understand why people like it. 
And I'm not bragging on it. Forced anyone to watch the movie though. He gave his opinion on it, which was like, I get why Coho loves it so much. I agree. That's not what I'm saying. I found an ICBM porn at my house, but I didn't say he he was going to win Best Actor. So I don't know about. Um, No, again, I understand why everyone likes it. I don't. If if you do, great. It just did not work for me. No, yeah. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I'm sad about that because on paper. I should love, I love Rent. Like, on paper, I should love this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I thought the story was interesting. Um, I thought the character, the real person, super interesting. It just, like, the actual, like, I thought the opening number was the best song in the movie, and it it peaked there, and then it never it never lived up to that again. So. Yeah, for me, um, I mean, like I'm, I'm, I'm in the same camp as Tim. The film just doesn't connect with me the way it does for other people. Um, I'm not a theater kid. I'm not a big Broadway person. Um, but again, I like the story a lot. I love Garfield's performance. Um, I, if you think that he's better than Will Smith in King Richard, uh, please Yo. seek help. He is not better than Will Smith. Um, uh, but, but I, I think. Musical numbers, some hit, some didn't. I love 3090. Come to Your Senses actually was my favorite one, the duet with Hudgens and Ship. That was my personal favorite number uh, just because I think that it, that encapsulates kind of yeah, like everyone else's, like at least Ship's, her character's thoughts towards, um, t- towards him and then connecting that with his musical. I thought the movie all in all is very well done. Um, I applaud, you know, Lynn for undergoing a, a difficult task like this to tell the story of Jonathan Larson and his struggle to kind of make it as a, a Broadway writer. Um, and I love Bradley Whitford as Stephen Sondheim in the small amount of time he's in there. I thought he was really, really, really good as Sondheim. If he had been in there a little bit more, I would say maybe he would get an Oscar nomination, but he's only in there for maybe 15 minutes. And I don't think that that's going to warrant a nomination. Um, again, it just doesn't connect for me as it does for other people, for Coho, for, for Boatman, for Holtzman, for all the theater kids who adore this film. Um, but I'm not going to say anything bad about it just because if, 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 if I were that kind of person, I'd probably love it. Um, but I, I, I but I gave it three and a half. I don't, it, it's, it's lower on my 2021 rankings. Um, I personally wouldn't put it in the best picture race. I think there's other movies that are a little bit more deserving. Um, then again, that's just me. Jason, what about you? Yeah, um, I really, really like this movie, not to the level that I think Coho did, um, but I do think this is just a great story of like being insecure about like what you've accomplished so far in your life and showing like the anxieties of like being an artist. Um, I think my favorite part was Robbie, uh, Ro- Robin De Jesus, I believe, is his. Uh, he was very name. good. He was he fantastic. Excellent. Like if, if he gets supporting actor uh, buzz, I am all for that because his character of being someone who is just as involved in like creating stuff as um, Jonathan was, but then just had to step away because he wanted the practical life. And like with how his character goes, I think I have a lot of respect. Uh, Tim honestly kind of hit something that I've been thinking and that is everyone's been raving about the diner scene and i was like this is the scene everyone's been raving about yeah i, I felt that too I, to be fair i was not one of the people raving about no, the you diner scene. fine it's not yeah. bad or anything but yeah. i like to me the scene i'm raving about is therapy 
that really love that scene. I think that is a really well done scene. Um, though I I gave this movie four stars, so I think it's a really really good movie. It's not. It's not going to be one of my absolute favorites of 2021. Uh, if it had, if it had a few sand, more sandworms in there, I think it would be. But uh, yeah, overall, I did think it was a very good movie. And I, we don't need to go super far into it, but I did get a chance to see Sing Two early, and uh, oh. let me tell you, uh, it's shit. So, uh, <laughs> Boatman, why don't what we move? You want from me? No, dude, this movie sucks. Uh, <laughs> Boatman, let's go to you. Your least favorite movie, along. Uh, yeah, my least favorite movie I love this week. I still haven't seen the remake, but uh, I, I'm doing this thing with the with uh, a couple people in the Lucas and Zach chat where I gave uh, I let Chance Ellison pick a year because he won this last year, so I let him pick a year. He picked 1984. Everyone in that chat picked oh. a movie from 1984. Nazario picked Dune. And I watched 1984's Dune, and I had a bad time. That is not a Boatman movie. <laughs> it is not a Boatman movie. It's just a lot of sci-fi mumbo-jumbo, and I don't really care about anything that is happening in it. The reason it's not lower is because, A, I really like Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart is... Uh, he, uh, he showed... That he would be great at making ridiculous sci-fi mumbo jumbo sound respectable and sh almost Shakespearean, and he's really great at that. There's a reason why he's such a good Picard because he is great at making ridiculous dialogue sound dramatic and serious. Uh, the other thing that is legitimately great about this film is the production design. Movie looked like the. I think some of the makeup and costumes look a little tacky at points, but the the production design looks beautiful. Like it's, this movie looks really good in it from a production value, but nah, not not a fan of this one. I don't care about the spice or the the melange or the Harkonnens, the the Arrakis or whatever. It's it's Dune. My spice, my Arrakis, my Dune. Uh, yeah, this movie's bad. Um, I people like it. That's fine. It. I, I think it's one of those. I have a buddy who loves this movie, and I think if I was eleven, twelve when this came out and grew with it, I I, I might like it more. Uh, but I don't. Um. They and I, this is I've never read the book, but the books apparently, you said that so condescendingly. I've never read a book, uh, but apparently, the, the book is just so big, it's all it's hard to compare this and not talk about the new one. The new one is so good because they take their time, and the things with the old one that don't work now work. It's just yeah, I, I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie again. I really don't. There's no reason for me to, unless someone is a douche and like puts it on a wheel against me. But uh yeah, people like it, that's fine. I'm with you, Boatman. I think it's yeah, when you uh, the only thing that was bad was when you said you weren't doing all right. That was that was rough, Boatman. I mean, I think I I 
turned it and like saved myself by saying, you know, how you feel already. I, I acknowledge that it was an awful pun. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Okay. Did you not see like in the, that's like the second line of the review? It's like I'm not doing all right. You know how you felt reading that pun? That's how I felt watching the movie. Oh, that's right. I do remember that. Okay, fine. Uh, Payson, Dune 84. Tell me about it. Yeah, this movie's not good. It's boring. Do I kind of enjoy it in like a stupid way? Yeah, because I kind of like campy movies like that, but I will never defend this movie in like a legit way. Um, Some people may know David Lynch was on track to direct Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. And there's a part of me that's like, Man, I wonder how that would have been. But then looking at this, it's like, you know, maybe it probably wasn't a great idea to hand, like, the conclusion to one of the most important film things at the time, knowing what he could do this. Um, I want to see what a David Lynch Ewok looks like, though. That, that would be crazy. Yeah, yeah, Scully would not. Probably um, looks like the scare bear from Annihilation. But, but I would like to pitch something to you. Imagine if you took this movie, you took the ideas... You made it great. I, I don't care about the ideas in this movie, though. But they're so good. You, are you like? I'm confused. You are you like not gonna see the new one? Is that the? Joke? No, I'm gonna see it's the a, new one. It's a I'm just not like. I know I'm gonna give it like three, three and a half stars, and everyone's gonna be like, "Ah, you should love it." And I'm gonna. And be, with that attitude, of course you will. So not of course I. That's not an of course I feel the like message. Here's a message to the community. Why are we bullying people for their opinions? If Boatman thinks that Dune is a three-star, he's wrong, but you don't need to point it out to him. You don't need to be a dick about it, people. Be nice so Boatman can watch a movie. Uh, Scully, Dune 84, what do you think? I watched a few clips from it, like, in preparation for the new one. I'm sorry. And, like, clips I watched, I just, like, it just didn't work for me. I don't like campy sci-fi. Sci-fi that doesn't take itself seriously if you're going to do sci-fi, take it seriously, grow a pair, make a good story, don't do stupid shit. This, this movie does not interest me in the slightest. So you don't like Spaceballs? No, I like Spaceballs because that's a parody. I know. Like, yeah, they're like parodies. Uh, question for the panel. This movie, the highest rating somebody has on Letterboxd for it in the community is a three and a half. Oh, there are three people who have that score. Dominic Rizzi. Dan Skip Allen, who is the third person? Mike I believe it's Adam Collins. It is not Adam Collins. Adam Collins is rocking a three-star. Is it Mike Hanley? It is not. Nazario. Nazario is two and a half. What does Mike Hanley give this movie? Because yeah, that's shocking. Mike Hanley does not have it rated. Oh, okay. Is this person still in this community? Yes. Matt Quaylar. I will give you a hint. They are a uh, Schmodown superstar. Paul Chan. It is Paul. Paul Paul has this movie at a three and a half star. So, Paul, if you're watching, why? Uh, Okay. Paul Paul has weird reasons for liking things sometimes. He does. I respect them, but they're kind of strange at times. Let's move on. Payson, your least favorite movie along this week. Yeah, I could cheat and be funny and go back like 13 days, but I'm not going to do that. Um, yeah. Uh, I I didn't watch anything I truly disliked this week, but in like the three-star range, I rewatched The Matrix Reloaded. Now, 
I love the Wachowskis like 80% of the time. I think they come up with a lot of great, like really good ideas. They are often just swinging for the fences. And most of the time it works for me. This one kind of works for me. Uh, the original Matrix, one of like the most important sci-fi films of all time, it did not need a sequel. And that is the main thing about The Matrix Reload and Matrix Re uh, Revolutions. These movies don't need to exist. And while they, they flesh out the world a lot, um, it's just not necessary. Um, the world of Zion with like the stupid rave and like grinding scenes are just really stupid. Um, if, 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 if you've ever watched it, just look up the five minute like dance scene in this movie. It's it's no. not fun. No, don't. I shouldn't. But like there is there is good action in this movie. Like that car chase is still one of the great like car chases in movie history. Um, the fight with like I think everyone knows the fight with like the billion Agent Smiths. While there is some bad CG in it, I do think it still does kind of hold up. Um, and there are still some fun ideas, and I still do enjoy the characters. But I think the major issue with this movie in particular, it just makes everything so so confusing. Um, like, there are so many layers to this movie that just don't need to be there, and I think making Neo and Trinity, like, a couple, when they had, when Keanu Reeves and Carrie Noss had, like, zero chemistry in the original, they still continue to have zero chemistry in this one, is not the greatest idea. Um, this movie's not as bad as Revolution. Revolution's a travesty, but it, it, it still does kind of work, because I do think the action is kind of cool, but I'm just not a fan. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of this one. Yeah, uh, the original's great. Um, yeah. I've never been like the biggest Matrix person. Like I've seen all the movies. Um, there's something I like in all three of them, but I, I wouldn't even say that I love the first one. And I saw it relatively close to when it came out. I was, it came out in 99, right? So I, I probably saw it around the time that this one was coming out. It's like 03, uh, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, and yeah, like I like the first one a lot. This one, I don't really, I honestly don't remember much about the second and the third one. I just picked up the 4Ks. Maggie hasn't seen any of them. So we're going to watch all three before the new one comes out, which I am actually looking forward to the new one. I think, I think the trailer for the new one looks pretty good. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic, but, um, I don't, I remember the car chase in this one. I, I remember the ending just being absolutely redonk donk. Um, so like yeah i don't know i'm gonna watch them soon and follow me on letterboxd and maybe you'll see me angry at the world uh boatman the matrix reloaded. never seen reloaded or revolutions you've They're seen the original good. yeah only the original keep it with neo flying off it's a great ending just let they, i will probably watch it watch the two of them before i see the fourth one unless i hear that you can skip those two in which case i'll live in ignorance that's fair. Uh, Scully, what about you? Yeah, like Bowman, I've only ever seen the first one, which is great. I've never I've never glanced at the second or third just because I've heard that they're just not good movies. So. Cool titles, though. Very cool titles. Yeah, very 2003 titles. Well, we're keeping it going with Resurrection. So, you know, you gotta... gotta Reloaded, Revolutions, Resurrection, Rebirth will probably be the fifth one. Mm -hmm. Calling it now, The Matrix Rebirth, coming Rebirth. to theaters 2025. The Matrix Rebirth. Uh, Kelly, The Matrix. Your favorite movie along this week? Well, the problem is that I've only, I've only been watching good movies this week. So, 
the light. I, I'm gonna cheat and go back a little bit. Um, I saw Eternals. I did not love it, and uh, it's gonna be for a couple of reasons. Um, I love there were like it, this is very much a, a mixed bag. Half of the actual Eternals I thought were actively bad throughout the entire film. I thought there were I think Angelina Jolie was very miscast as Thena. It felt like that there wasn't very careful consideration being put into some of the castings like with Thena. Um, I think she has a couple cool moments, but overall the way they utilize her and a lot of these other characters, I'm just not a fan. Um, I think uh, um, I think that the story altogether is is very, very confusing. Um, I, I, I feel like I had to backtrack in my mind a, a bit a few times. Um, Chloe Zhao does direct the hell out of this thing. I think she does a really good job. And ultimately, I think she ends up saving it because if you don't have her directing this and you don't have those stunning visuals that kind of keep you into it, the movie, I think, would have been a complete train wreck. Um, but Fastos, Gilgamesh, um, I'm blanking on the other two that I enjoyed. Uh, the, the, um, Makari. Makari and Druig. Those were the four that I was like, I was on board with from the jump. They all had great moments, great character arcs, and they all had reasons for doing what they did in the past and the present. Um, I think the editing also was super rough, going back and forth between, you know, ancient uh, Babylonia and Mesopotamia to the present. The, the the like the rapid transitions back and forth, it, it, it almost gave me gave me whiplash at times because I just, I feel like it wasn't wanting me to pay attention as to what was going on here, whereas there's something completely different going on seven thousand years ago that's crucial to what's coming up next. It feels like we're just we're we're just playing leapfrog with with two different timelines, um, which is what I was worried about going in when I heard that there was going to be like two separate time periods in which the film was going to take place in. And the third act, I think, is terrible. I think it's one of the worst, if not the worst, third act the MC has ever produced. Wow. It's uh, again, visuals are fine, but the character decisions made, especially with Sprite and Icarus, really really bother me. Um, I think Cersei is a very bland main character. I just don't find myself invested in her arc or her arc with Icarus. Um, I really wish we got more Kit Harrington because he's great. Um, and the we mid and and the mid credit scene, one I almost threw my drink at the screen. I mean, talk about horrible casting. Uh, I have so many things to say. Uh, Bowman, have you seen this movie? No, I'm. You're gonna get mad at me for saying this. I'm not saying this in like a it's bad. I'm saying it in like a, I just need a breather. I'm feeling a little bit of MCU burnout. That's like, I, I just, I'm trying to just kind of give myself a break so I can be fully excited for No Way Home because I want to give that's the movie I'm excited for and I want to give it a fair shake. Um, I really like this movie. I'm in the minority, it seems. Um, I don't really understand why this is the first one that people are really ragging on, uh, fans and critics. Um, I One of the things that I will say, Scully, um, if you don't like a character, you don't like a character. There's not much yeah. to, to try to convince you otherwise. Uh, the one thing I will say that you said that I think... Um, 
I would give it a second chance for, which obviously I know you, you're going to watch this movie again, but um, the time jumps work a lot better on rewatch. I've seen the movie three times and um, on subsequent viewings, those moments when you're not like the first time you see it, you're just trying to understand what's happening. Those moments when they happen after you already kind of know what's going on, don't feel like that to me okay. at least it, the whiplash effect that you were talking about it kind of goes away um yes what i have heard is that this is basically the closest thing the mcu has made to a hangout is that correct or is that incorrect um that it's more of like a relaxed dialogue based thing yeah i would say there's there's See, I'm kind of intrigued by that. There's, I, I don't think you would hate it, Boatman. I think you're, you're, I think you're going to be in the camp of you think it's fine. That's fine. Um, I, I just, yeah. There's, I would say on the top, off the top of my head, there's three big action scenes. The rest of the movie is a, a lot of like either minier, quick action moments or dialogue heavy stuff. So I, that's that, that, that's a fair assessment. I would say, um. To me, pretty much all of the characters worked. Uh, the ones that Scully brought up were the highlights for me, for sure. Um, Icar- or, uh, not Icarus. Um, Druig, Gilgamesh, uh, Makari were by far my favorites. Um, but the one that honestly worked the least for me was Sprite. But the people that are bagging on Icarus and... Um, uh, you just said her name, and now I can't remember. Cersei? Cersei, thank you. Um, I really liked them. I really did. I bought into their relationship. I liked the characters. I thought Richard Madden was very good. People have been telling me that I'm crazy for thinking that, and that's fair. Um, uh, I think Madden is good. I just, I, I think, I think him and Gemma Chan. There's a little bit of a disconnect there. It just, it's, it, I think her performance makes it feel a little bit more mundane than it should be. And and just from the jump, I just didn't feel that kind of spark between them. And to me, that's on purpose for things that happen in the movie. That's fair. That that's I don't want to spoil, but oh, yeah. the, the way the movie wraps up really worked for me. Um, after talking to some other people, uh, mainly Nick Tuig, who kind of went into like the um, the comic origins of everything, I can understand why it would piss some people off. Um, which again, I don't want to get into to spoil it, but overall. The movie actually really worked for me. Thought it was really beautiful. Is it top 10 MCU? No, absolutely not. But I'm not going to lie. I liked it more than Shang-Chi. I really did. Um, liked it more than Black Widow. I found it to be an awesome, sprawling epic. I really did. Um, and I know I'm in the minority. That's A-OK. Um, like we were talking about with Tick, Tick, Boom. Uh a lot of people liked it and I didn't. A lot of people didn't like Eternals and I really liked it. So, um, yeah, no, it worked for me. Uh, Payson, what about you? Yeah, I was not a fan of this movie. Um, I think I gave it like two and a half stars. Um, I think it's so funny. My two major problems with this movie are it. Okay. Uh, my, it's my, my About me because I brought him up. Oh, oh, do it. Yeah. Oh, let me. Um, my, my, my two major problems with this movie kind of like clash with each other. One, I do think this movie is a little too bloated. 
Like there are so many like long drawn out scenes, but at the same time, they are stuffing so much shit into this movie that it's it's way too much for just one whole movie because you are learning the origins of all these characters while also getting like I don't want to spoil, but like I I, I don't want to spoil anything, but like also learning like what um the new problem that is arising where I don't. I, I didn't get a ton of time to like invest in the characters. My favorite characters personally, I really like Bastos, I really like Makari, and I really like Druig. Um, I wanted to like more characters than I did. Like I wanted to like Kingo a lot. I wanted to like Cersei a lot. I just don't think you get as much time with those characters to invest in them. I um, forgot about Kingo. I liked him a lot, actually. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan because of one thing he the decision he makes towards the end. The concept of sprite is a, know what you're talking about. The, the the concept of sprite in general is a stupid character. Like, I don't get how you make sprite and you're like, yeah, we're just gonna do that. It's like, fuck you. Like, sprite has every right to be pissed off. But um, I think Chloe Zhao has a very great eye. I think she does direct this in a grandness. But I just like Scully, I think this is one of the most by the numbers third acts in an MCU movie. So, yeah, I. Fair. Wasn't a big fan. Very mediocre film. I I am wildly in the minority. That's fair. It, yeah. Okay. Um, we're gonna skip watch list because we're having great conversations tonight, boys. I love it, but we are going really long. We so. are. I'm here. <laughs> no, it's good. We're just. It's. I love it. I love it when we have good dialogue. I just. We we should get the ball moving. So. I want to watch the new world. The new world sounds like an interesting movie. That is my favorite Terrence Malick movie. Um, so uh, let's move on to the list. Starting uh, fall season movies. Uh, these are not necessarily um, movies that you watch. Uh, in, it, it's not necessarily movies that take place in the fall or in the season, but movies that you just associate with fall any type of way that you want to see it. Um, I'm going to kick us off. I guess if I have to pick, uh, okay, hang on. All right. Um, I could pick this entire shebang, but I'm sorry, Scully, if you were going to do this, uh, I I'm going with Harry Potter. Uh, I'll take the first one start. Um, these movies, the uh, uh, half of them came out in November uh, the first two specifically back-to-back -back years in 01 and 02. And th this just feels like fall to me. Like when it gets to be Halloween time, I feel like it's time to watch Harry Potter. Um, that's just how I feel about it. Um, and the whole, the whole series. Um, so to me, I think, especially with the first one, it's not a long scene, but the Halloween scene in the first one just like really stands out for some reason to me as a kid. Uh, this was just kind of like one of those movies we always watched around this time of year. I mean, I watched it all year long, but like, I don't know why it just felt, it feels like the fall to me is Harry Potter. So uh, I just associate it with that and because I guess maybe because it came out around this time. So, um, but yeah, Boatman, Harry Potter. What do you think? Oh yeah. Uh, I, I'll be honest, this is not one I super associate with fall, but I think it's, I get why you do, because, you know, I, I watched this in October, and it's, you know, got fun, basically, if you want to watch a non-horror 
movie for Halloween, this kind of works. And it's fun. I also just partially associate it with Christmas because yeah. of you know, the Christmassy theme. So I almost more associate it with winter. Really, Prisoner of Azkaban is the one that I, I really associate with winter. Um, but no, this is a completely fair pick, and I, I I like this movie a lot. It's it's not like top tier Harry Potter for me, but it's solid. Uh, Payson. Yeah, I love the Harry Potter franchise as a whole. It's a franchise that meant a lot to me as a kid and still means a lot to me today. This is just such a great like start to that universe. Like, It's not one of my favorites, but I think just – I think something that I think just still needs to be commended is just the gamble of just picking Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint, Emma Watson, and saying like, okay, these are going to be the kids that you're following. Um, let's hope they tur- don't turn out to be bad actors, which I personally don't think they did. And just growing up with that world, but seeing them just discover magic like the audience is, I think is just really, really fun. Um, I love the troll scene. I love uh, I love Fluffy. Um, something that I think is really fun to do, watch this um, on a – put the DVD in a PS2. And so that way when you're watching the Quidditch scene, you will literally think that you accidentally put in – the Harry Potter PS2 game. Because, uh, if, I, if I'm being honest, those the Quidditch scene in this movie, uh, it's oh rough. Boy, it's rough. It's rough. Especially when you put it. I the the thing that I always laugh at is this came out a month before Fellowship, and yeah, and, and you and you compare the two trolls in these movies, and the, and the cave troll in Fellowship looks like a fucking god compared to the the troll in the bathroom scene. And I I will say, um, full respect to the actors in the chess scene, they had nothing on Tim Bercala, Nick Tuig, and Cody Newberry at the beginning of... I was (laughs) swindled into doing that. Uh, Greatest moment in the night to me. It was an absolute nightmare to watch. You have no idea how hard it was for me not to burst out laughing. Uh, yeah, I, I, I blame I blame Nick Tuig. Uh, I love you. I, I was looking for the last idea. That is bullshit. Uh, Scully, Sorcerer Stone. Uh, yeah, again, like of course, love this movie. Favorite franchise of all time. Um, I can see how you know people would associate this with, with fall. It does have some fall vibes, but I think what makes these movies so special is that they're watchable all year round because you have like crucial moments in every season. You have crucial moments in the fall. Crucial moments in the winter at Christmas, um, crucial moments in the spring and in the summer. Um, so I, I think, in terms of fall movies, this honestly was not one that came to mind right away. This was a little bit lower on my list. And if no one had taken it by like round two, I probably would have um, put it in there. Um, but it does does have some some fall vibes. Um, so yeah, great pick. Love the movie and uh, it's classic. All right. Uh, let's go over to Boatman for his first pick. Uh, my first pick, I am going with a film. Uh, there's probably one fictional location that I associate with fall more than any other. And that is the Hundred Acre Wood. Ooh. I am going with Ooh. the adventures of Winnie the I just love the environment of the Hundred Acre Wood. Like that. If you like the characters of Winnie the Pooh and you like the environment of the Hundred Acre Wood, you'll like the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Like that's that's the case. There are people who don't love those characters because the movie is just kind of hey, 
let's just look at what is happening. And it's not trying to be super plot heavy. It's a very chill, relaxed movie. And that's what I love about it. It's just kind of nice, warm fall vibes. And I really like that. The leaves uh, falling all over. Um, it's it's a great movie. Uh, I, I really love it. Uh, I, I I just think the characters are so charming. And it's, it's the movie's like a warm hug. It's just great. I, I love all sequences and i love that the movies like it doesn't have like a forced villain or you know anything you know if the movie were made today like they try to like the, the 2011 one i don't mind it but they force in the whole subplot with like oh they think christopher robin's going away forever because he was taken by the Baxson or something and i don't i don't have a like giant problem with that but i like just how relaxed this movie is that's that's what i really like it's just the characters being themselves. Oh, yeah. And, is Eeyore, and I'm Piglet. That's accurate. Uh, this movie's delightful. I love Winnie the Pooh. Um, my my parents, for some weird reason, specifically my mother, big Winnie the Pooh fan. Um, my mom was like a grandmother by the age of like 25. And in our house growing up, just had like toys everywhere we that we weren't allowed oh, to oh my gosh up. not actually Jason and I went to the same place no yeah. but I, meant, I said like a grandmother uh, so she had toys everywhere that we like weren't allowed to play with and they were all like stuffed animals of the Winnie the Pooh characters so uh big fan uh the Tigger movie MVP underrated masterpiece first uh, movie I ever saw in theaters it's a classic. It's, really? it's a gem. It's a gem. Of yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this one's great. I love the storybook, like uh, narration, narrating way of this movie with like the different stories coming together. Um, it's a blast. I love the characters. I'm with Boatman all the way. Good pick. Uh, Payson. I love Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh is one of the greatest fictional characters of all time. I don't care what anyone says. I feel like Pooh on a daily basis. I just want to uh, just sit around and eat, just be nice to people. Uh, and this movie is just so much fun. It's just so much fun to just hang out in the 100-acre woods with people. And uh, I don't get why everyone's smirking. But, uh, yeah, these these characters are really sweet. Uh, something I find funny is um, if you watch the Christopher Robin movie, imagine that film is Train Spotting 3. And, like, the drugs are finally starting to catch up with uh, Mark. And it's it's a uh, it's it's really funny to view that movie through that lens. My God, Scully. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I watched this movie. I, I hadn't seen this in a long time until I rewatched it uh, uh, several months ago. This movie is delightful. Very nice, sweet story. Um, I do uh, get the fall vibes from like the the very blustery day, or I think I think that's what it's called. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that, that that seems very fall-esque. Um, all the characters are lovely, except for Rabbit. I think Rabbit can be a bit of a dick at times. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very fun, very, very fun movie. Every character gets, like, their own their own moment to, like, to be the star and to do something important in the Hundred Acre Wood, which I really enjoy. Um, so, yeah, very, very fun movie. It is It is like a warm hug. Um, and then, and, and I, I also call this, I think this is called being kind of like a rainy day movie where you watch it when it's raining outside. Um, it has very rainy day vibes as well. 
Yeah, I agree with that. All right. Uh, Payson, your first pick. Yeah, uh, I'm going to stick in the animated realm. Uh, August Bunts and Beans, one short, one fat, one lean. I'm talking fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, I love this movie. Uh, this is a movie I like to associate with fall. Uh, when Up until like very recently, I always thought of it like mid-tier Wes Anderson. And then Cameron Redshaw made me rewatch it for a trivia match, and I was like, this movie's amazing. Like, I think this is bar none his funniest movie. What with, like, um, them replacing, like, every time the characters, like, curse, um, the wood curse, they always say cuss. So, like, you'll have characters be like, are you cussing at me? Or, like, what the cuss? Like, I think that's really funny. Um, all the animal characters with, like, George Clooney as Mr. Fox, Meryl Streep as Mrs. Fox, uh, Jason Schwartzman as, like, their edgy little kid that, like, just wants to, like, be recognized and he's just not as good as his, like, talented, like, more talented cousin. But then you slowly realize that, that uh, Jason Schwartzman's character is talented in his own way. And that's really sweet. Um, I think I think the thing that makes this movie work so well is Wes Anderson, it always seems like he's, like, playing. He makes his sets, like, little dioramas. And he's playing with his little toys with all his characters. This one is literally an animated movie. So, like, he literally is doing that. And he just handcrafts that in such a way i think the animation is gorgeous in this movie um when it's fluid i i, I think it i i think it works with the comedy really well one of my favorite scenes is when uh, mr fox and i forget um i i forget the his, his his partner's name but when they alert the alarm in um bogus's farm and they just try climbing over the electric fence and they just keep getting shocked every single climb I think that's hilarious, but no, I think there are like a thousand. Yeah, Tim is Badger. I I, I think you have a really good point. Uh, Tim Tim is a wonderful man, just like Badger. Badger's a wonderful Badger. Um, but I I love uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox a lot. Just all the colors makes me associate it with fall, and uh, I actually had this pulled up. Uh, it's a very nice uh, Criterion case, if you will. Uh, yeah. That is a beautiful case. Yes. That is that that one is good. Uh. I have seen this movie one time. Really liked it. Haven't seen it since. Uh, it's one of those Anderson movies I just haven't gone back to. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Liked the comedy a lot. I liked the voice acting. So, good pick. Uh, Boatman. Uh, yeah, uh, I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. And this was one I made sure when I rewatched it uh, semi-recently. I... Uh, Wanted to make sure I had a nice glass of apple cider because, uh, like, perfect just fall combination. Uh, and yeah, perfect, perfect fall vibes. Like, this movie looks like fall, like the, the orange and the yellow and the, the brown. It's it is fall. The, the only reason I didn't pick it is because I assumed Payson would, uh, which, like, fair assumption. Uh, I, I, yeah, there's not too much more I can say about this movie. It's a perfect fall vibes. Scully, what about you? I haven't seen it. I have not seen it. All right. I very much recommend it. All right. Uh, then, Scully, we'll get your next, uh, your first pick. Yeah. Uh, my first pick, uh, fall is, is a season that I associate a lot with uh, football. And no better football movie than Remember the Titans. <laughs> Yeah, I think that, I don't know why Bowman had a pan, like a stroke there. Um, <laughs> was that happy? 
Yes, I absolutely adore this movie. Um, football season is fall. Fall is football season for me, a big sports fan. Uh, so this was a no-brainer. Um, I, I think I'll, I, it, with, it's interesting because I think the most one of the most fall scenes comes during training camp when they go to Gettysburg, even though that, even though that's kind of more in, in August before fall begins. But I think the scene with them jogging through the rain gives very it gets very very fall vibes where it's you know it's a little bit cold but blustery outside and then of course the the, the speech he gives at the cemetery is one of the greatest speeches ever in, in film in my opinion um and then that you know as we progress throughout throughout the 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 season you get even more fall vibes um and then the team just slowly slowly starts to come together um and it, it's just the, that 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 whole backdrop with the leaves changing um, and 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 these the culture of football just resounding around this one town and the social issues taking place within the season, um, everything just comes together perfectly. Um, I absolutely uh, love this movie. Denzel's giving a hell of a performance. Um, everyone else also is putting in a lot of. I love Hayden Panettiere. I think she's really really fun uh, as the coach's daughter, the 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 very you know harsh coach's daughter. Um, yeah, just one of the one of the best messages I think you could ever put in a sports film. Um, so this was a no-brainer for me. Uh, shocking turn of events. I saw this for the first time last year, uh, which was weird. This, fandom. Like, what's that? Fandom? Yeah, for fandom. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. More like Cody Newberry was going to kill him if you didn't. That, that as well. Uh, it's great. It's, it's fantastic. I want to watch it again. Uh, I've been obviously busy doing things so i haven't had a chance to but i i really loved it um thought denzel was incredible it lived up to kind of it's like insane hype that it has uh, but yeah absolutely great pick uh didn't even think about how that fit but that fits perfectly uh bowman i'm not a savior jesus christ martin luther king or the easter bunny i'm a football coach uh, I love that line. I love this movie. Uh, the fact, I, I think how you can scientifically prove that this is a good movie is that this is a movie that is about football, right? Yeah. I love and I hate football. So therefore, it's a great movie. Uh, what? <laughs> the fact that this movie makes me care about football. Yeah, I get Okay, all right. Despite okay. the fact that it is... Despite the fact that it is a football movie means it's great. Uh, God. No, I love this movie so much. Denzel is just awesome in this. Uh, yeah, the, the players, though. I think so many movies that are about the coaches, like No Offensive Miracle... Uh, kind of neglect the players and they don't really make you care about the players. I'm sorry, you don't care about the players in Miracle. Uh, like all the players, all I the do. In, you do because you're weird. All the players in Remember the Titans like have personalities and are fun. I love Petey, I love Louis Elastic, I love like uh, Gary and Julius, just one of the great like movie friendships. Like, legitimately, the way they start off just hating each other and are like best friends by the end of the movie is awesome. 
Alice, are you blind? Can't you see the family resemblance? So good. Well, you better use your x-ray vision, Superman, because that poster isn't coming down. Does hey. the term cruel and unusual punishment mean anything to you? Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, this is a very good movie. I haven't watched it in like maybe almost 10 years. I think it's one that's uh, that I owe a rewatch to. Denzel is incredible. Um, one of the best like fictional coaches of all time. Really inspiring movie. I'm shocked Boatman didn't do the Ryan Gosling dance in this movie, but uh, I think it's better for all of us. But yeah, very, very good movie. His character was a liability. He was a liability, and I'm glad he, he volunteered to come out. All right. Uh, we'll go over to me for my next pick. Uh, I'm going to do another tim generic pick and that is halloween 1978 uh it's my favorite halloween movie it's my favorite horror movie it's in my top 10 favorite movies of all time i love this movie uh so much so that i just i don't know if i can love another horror movie again uh no it's great it's i i, I we've talked about it on this show there's not much i can say about it that hasn't been said it's perfect slasher uh, movie. Jamie Lee Curtis is incredible in the movie. Uh, I love the shape. I love Michael Myers. I love Loomis. Uh, I just love everything about this movie. I think it's uh, super. The only thing that's not good about this movie is he kills a doggo. Uh, unacceptable behavior from Mikey Mike. Uh, that's where he becomes the monster. That is where he becomes the monster. Yes, I do love the Rob Zombie remake. I know I'm a horrible person, Nick. I'm saying that I love this even like the the mostest. Fine, not a great statement by Tim. Fine, you want me to? Ah, I love this movie. Boatman, Halloween. Uh, yeah, uh, I I like Halloween. I this is a movie I appreciate more than I love. Is what I will say. I think it is incredibly well made. I need movies to give me a little bit more focus on characters. And I get that. That's not what you're coming to when you come to watch a slasher movie. And I get it. It's just why it doesn't work for me because that's just not what I come. Like, this movie is very much focused on, like, the scares and the slasherness of it all. And that is totally fair. That's not what I necessarily love from movies. But I think this movie is what it's trying to be. So I. It's why it doesn't like why it's not one of my favorites, but I understand why it's like it's not. Payson, what about you? <laughs> I okay. Uh, I really, really love this movie. Um, I saw it in theaters in October, and it was a it was a really, really great experience. Uh, I I think the the scares still work. I think the kills still work. They're not like over the top, but they seem more gruesome because they're not that over the top. Um, in response to what Bo was saying, like I get like not most of the characters aren't like the most memorable, but I think the ones that the movie wants you to care about are like I do like Laurie and I do like um Sam Loomis. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really do love this movie. I still do think one of the funniest things in any horror movie is just the idea of Michael Myers getting around Haddonfield just in a car. Like the idea of Michael just in a car just driving around just makes me very happy inside. Fair enough. I don't know why, but if it makes you happy, like, Payton. Like imagine he gets hungry and he goes to like a Wendy's and then like he opens the door and like he's ordering and like that'd be amazing. That's fair. Uh Scully. Yeah, I made you watch the movie. The analogy kind of ran away from me there. Um 
yeah, this is my favorite horror movie. Uh, I'm, I'm not a horror guy, but I love this movie. Um, no matter how many times I watch it, I still get like, like very tense, like in those final moments when Michael is hunting Lori in the house. Um, I think their confrontation is so well done. I think John Carpenter does a magnificent job of, 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 of filming that. Um, and what, what's more fall vibes than, than, than Halloween and slashers and Michael Myers? Because um, they all take place on Halloween. This is the only horror icon film where I don't end up rolling my eyes uh, in the back of my head at one point or another. Um, so that's... <laughs> that's not true. Jason, <laughs> <laughs> stop. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Where was I? Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the, everything in this film is, is so well done. I think just the, the, the slow suspense of Michael just popping up in various places throughout Lori's day and then all of a sudden him not being there anymore. It's so subtle, but it's it's unsettling at the exact same time. Carpenter, he does it like nobody else. Very, very good movie. Um, yeah, just a very good movie. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's move on. Boatman, your second pick. Yeah, my second pick, I think I'm going with a movie uh, that I don't think we've talked about in a lot of it before, but it's a movie I love. Go with Dead Poet Society. Damn it! Oh, sorry, Scully. Uh, but this is this is a fantastic fall film. Uh, you know, this is one of those kind of school fall movies, but you know, takes place throughout the entirety of fall. And you get a lot of nice uh, images of uh, the the outdoors uh, whenever uh, they're kind of out uh, on the boarding school campus and the the trees. And I think those always look very nice. It's just also just very fall colors, like throughout uh, a lot of, a lot of browns, a lot of reds, uh, a lot of yellows. Uh, and it's great fall vibes. And just Robin Williams is so warm and comforting throughout this entire movie. Like he, he is, he is funny, but anytime he just talks about poetry, he seems genuinely like fascinated by it. And I feel like that's, that's a hard thing to like really pull off. And he does it so well. He was such a phenomenal actor. Like I, I miss Robin Williams so much. And oh man, this this movie just hits it right in the feels in so many ways. I love the little moment though when he does uh Brando uh doing Shakespeare and John Wayne doing Shakespeare. That is just so much fun. Uh, I saw this in high school and I haven't seen it since. I I want to. It's been on my watch list to give it a rewatch uh, because I haven't seen it in so long. I remember loving it when I saw it, thinking it was great. Um, it just hasn't come up again for me to watch it, uh, but I will eventually. Uh, but like I said, really good, really emotional. Uh, I think it, it. Robin Williams is, yeah, I'm with Bowman. Incredible. So, Payson. I've never actually seen this one. Fair enough. Yeah, I... Thomas, you looked upset. Uh, yeah, I, I, this was going to be my next pick, um, but it's fine. It's fine. I, I have others. Uh, this movie, this movie has definite fall vibes. You see, just, just, just the backdrop of that school, and just all the different fall colors just in the background. It makes you feel very warm. At like, add that to Robin Williams's voice and his demeanor when talking about poetry, which is like one of the most boring things you could ever learn in school, and that I hated for all my life until I watched this movie, and I'm like, oh yeah, 
military is not that bad. You can actually use it to your advantage. Um, which is what makes him such a phenomenal actor. So just that combination of his performance plus the backdrop of that school in fall makes it such a warm and inviting film to watch, even though at times it's very hard to watch. Um, your heart just breaks at several different points for all for all these boys. Um, not just well, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's also one particular moment that is very, very hard to watch, even though even though you kind of know what's coming. Um, and then of course the the ending scene is, you know, it's a absolute tearjerker. It's you know, one of the one of my favorite endings to a movie ever, probably. Um, but yeah, this film is this is this film is great. This is. I don't know if it's my favorite Robin Williams performance, but it's definitely like top three. Um, but yeah, it's just a phenomenal movie. All right. Uh, let's move on. Payson, your next pick. Yeah, uh, this is one that I think many of us probably watched uh, about a week ago because it's one of the best uh, holiday movies of all time, specifically Thanksgiving. I'm talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. Now, uh, anyone that knows me knows how much I love knows how much I love the initials of PTA, and this film is no exception. Uh, I think this is one of the greatest comedies of all time. <laughs> you got it now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think this is one of the greatest comedies of all time. Uh, so many just amazing scenes, whether it's the hotel room with Steve Martin and John Candy, um, going from like just like really hilarious at one point with them with um, Neil trying to go to sleep, but. You just can't just because uh, Della is just so obnoxious to both their rants at each other to like really just ripping your heart out. And like that's in the first like maybe 20, 30 minutes of the movie. And then just the entire hour after that of just seeing these characters go from one Neil specifically wanting to rip um, Dell's hair out to eventually really, respe really respecting him. The I, I think everyone knows the, the the rental car scene where there has not been a swear in the movie, and then he just comes up and it's like, oh, I want a fucking Dodge, a fucking Mustang, I need a fucking car right fucking now. All right, where's your rental agreement? Threw it away. You're fucked. It's just so good. Um, the 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 comedic chemistry between John Candy and Steve Martin is so incredible. I've told people this before. There are a few characters I see myself in more than Dale Griffith. Del Griffith is someone who is hopelessly clueless, but like has the best intentions in the world. And I would describe myself as hopefully hopelessly clueless at times, but also having the best intentions in the world. Um, and the ending scene every single time just rips my heart out with them carrying the suitcase, then getting home and just hello, Mr. Griffith. Hello, Miss page. Just, I love this movie. I can quote it so much. Um, Where's your hand between two pillows? Those aren't pillows. Ah, just, just so good. Uh, I saw this for the first time a couple years ago. Uh, Tyler Butler said, you haven't seen this movie. How dare you? And he literally shoved his DVD copy of it in my face and I came and watched it. It was a little annoying that I had to watch it on DVD, but it worked out. It did the, it did oh the, my God. It, it did the job. Uh, I really loved it. I, I genuinely did. Um, it's not, I don't have the love for it that everyone else does because I've seen it once, but I do want to get it into the holiday rotation uh, because I think it is really good that the, the, the infamous reason it was rated R scene that pace it brought up is great. Um, all of the classic moments that I had 
heard of because of memes or like people talking about it work and that doesn't always happen when like you hear like if i just tell somebody over and over and over and over again that the 40 year old virgin is the best comedy ever and it's so funny and it's this seems great this seems great this seems great. I love four -year -old virgin. it's kind of hard then for the movie to live up to it when you're being told it's funny but this movie works nonetheless. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I know there are other people here who really love this movie as well. So Boatman, why don't you go ahead? Yeah, I love this movie. Uh, I, I think that the dynamic between uh, Del Griffith and Neil Page is just perfect. I think that like, I used to think it was kind of odd that they have the do you want to hurt me, go ahead speech that early on in the movie. But I honestly think you need it there like so much because if it's not that early on, you go on the rest of the movie hating Neil Page. And I really think, or sorry, hating Del Griffith. And I really think you need that in order to show like his human vulnerable side while still acknowledging this guy clearly has no respect of boundaries. Like, that's the problem, is he just does not respect boundaries, but he's clearly a very good guy. Uh, there, there are so many great moments in this movie. Uh, the entire time with them in the car driving at night, uh, the mess around. You play with your balls a lot. I do not. Larry Bird doesn't do as much ball handling as you do. So good. You know what I would like? An extra set of fingers and an extra pair of balls. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's so good. Thomas. Yeah, this movie is is hysterical. But if you if you haven't fully experienced this movie, if you haven't watched it on call with Cody Newberry and Mike Hanley, uh, and that's a cold hard fact. Uh, if, if, if I wanted, if I wanted to hear a joke, I'd follow you into the john and watch you take a leak. There are just so many perfect one-liners that get lifted by his testicles. <laughs> that just encapsulates both, like encapsulate both characters. Because Steve Martin is, in my opinion, at his best when he is just like crazy, unhinged Steve Martin. When he is just so like inherently mad that you can just see it on his face, but he's trying so hard to, like, contain himself. And John Candy is, is, is at his best when he's just being the, the lovable goofball. And both of them are that way for almost the entire movie. And it's it's great because you see both actors doing their best with their with their best kind of character at the forefront. Um, this is a... This is, this is in the holiday rotation. This is probably the first movie I watched during the holiday season because it's Thanksgiving. Um, this, this, this is very much fall vibes if you've ever lived in the Midwest, because there is snow on the ground in the fall, especially in the Midwest. Um, so yeah, this is a, a, a great pick and was definitely uh, one of my potential, uh, choices. All right. Uh, Thomas, I believe we are to you for your second pick. Uh, yeah, this, um, I'm between two. Well, you're going to get two, so... Just yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with this one first. I'm gonna go with uh, Goodwill Hunting first, the other oh, one. Movie. Um, this movie, well, not as pro not not as much as I think as Dead Poet Society. I think the entire backdrop of the city of Boston 
in, in that time period very definitely gives off fall vibes. Um, and I think it's also one where the emotions and the moods of all the characters lend itself to this to the season it's it's in because you have Matt Damon who you know his his character is just he's just he's just not you know he's satisfied with where he is even though he knows he could be so much more. Uh, I think when he, especially when he interacts with not just Robin Williams, but every time he's talking with Ben Affleck at the scrapyard, I think that whole I think that 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 whole scene just screams fall to me. Both of them in just in long in long sleeve shirts working at a scrapyard um, and just talking about life. And for some reason, I mean, that gives off you know a lot of fall vibes. Um, every time they talk in Sean's office. Um, those like those small, quiet, intimate conversations that they have. Um, it's it's also why I think it's a good rainy day movie. They're just it, it makes you feel comfortable. Ron Williams, much like in Deadpool Society, he makes you feel comfortable, like wh- wh- whenever he's talking, and he's playing the perfect character to bring those feelings to you. Um, and uh, as for the movie in general, it's one of my favorite movies. Uh, probably yeah, it's just probably my favorite Rob Williams performance. He's absolutely incredible. Um, I know everyone loves the whole "it's not your fault" scene. I personally love the scene where they're sitting by the river, and he's and he has that whole monologue of like, you know, if I ask you about art, if I ask you about women stuff, um, that's just one of those scenes that just that really just lingers in my head, like just at random times throughout the day. Um, so yeah, I love everything about this movie. Definite fall movie. Definite fall vibes from a ton of parts of this movie. Um, and it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this one. Uh, I saw this in high school, and I've watched it probably every like three years uh, since. So I've seen it quite a few times, and I I really enjoy it. I think the performances are all really really good all the way around. Um, but Robin Williams by far is the standout. Um, yeah, it, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, I have nothing bad to say about this movie. It, it, it's one of the greats. I really uh, believe that. So it, it probably in my top 30. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, Bowman. Uh, yeah, this one's great. Uh, obviously, Williams is fantastic. I love the scene where, though, I love Ben Affleck in this movie. And I love the scene where Affleck is like, you know what the best part of my day is. That is just such like a powerful scene. Cause like for that whole movie up to that point, Chucky is just the comic room. Chucky's like, ah, oh, the funny friend. And then you really get what's going on there. And it's great. Uh, but Williams is obviously fantastic. And I love all the interactions between Minnie Driver and uh, Matt Dave. They, they just play off each other so well. And come on, how do you like them apples? Perfect. Payson. Uh, I'd recommend anyone if you're grocery shopping and see someone buying apples, go up to them and say, hey, you like apples? How do you like them apples? And just walk away. It's usually pretty fun. Don't I feel do like that. it's a good way to like get the cops called on you. Yeah, yeah, don't do that. No, uh, th- this this movie's amazing. Uh, really, really um, heartfelt, really sweet. Um, I... We were all talking about scenes that we love. I was going to talk about the Ben Affleck one. I'm going to talk about the Game 6 Red Sox one. I think that's such a great scene where um, Sean is just going back and forth with Will about uh, this amazing game. And by the end, Will's like, oh, what were you thinking? It's like, oh, was, oh, I wasn't there. I was driving to see my wife. And it's just like, you weren't there? It's like, yeah, you know, I love this person that much. That is what you will do 
Sorry, right. guys. I got to see about a girl. Yeah, yeah. I had, I had to see about a girl. Uh, that um, Son of a bitch, you stole my line. But, um, no, just the idea of a character just, like, this, like, genius-level guy just not applying himself is just such, like, a gut punch in a way for me, per se, because I... I, I, I won't get too personal. Oh, I, I, I really, really love this movie. Fair enough. All right, Payson, why don't you give us another pick? Yeah. Um, Good Will Hunting was going to be my extra pick. Uh, okay, you know, I'm going to go with Hoosiers. Hoosiers is a movie I always um, associate yeah. with the fall season. Um, I know Scully was saying football is fall season. Uh, um, down here, at least in Arizona, um the fall was usually when we did high school basketball. And I think this is one of the better ones. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I know. But, um, no, I, um, Gene Hackman as Coach Norman Dale, such like a troubled character in a way. And I think that's one of the main, like, this tone, the tone of this movie, there's just sort of like an underlying sadness to this movie. Like how no one is quite where they want to be anymore, except for the kids who Norman is trying to put his heart and soul into helping. Um, learning that he used to be this great basketball player until he assaulted a kid, um, which nowadays you probably wouldn't get a second chance to become a coach if you did that, but um, just him trying to grow. Um, I think the standout in this movie is Dennis Hopper. I think Dennis Hopper is amazing as, like, the town drunk who Norman decides to make, like, the assistant coach just to try to give him, like, a chance in order to, like, help him up and to keep his son on the team because he knows how much he wants. And he doesn't necessarily get um, better, like, throughout the movie. Like, he kind of has, he, you think he's going to have an arc, but he doesn't really, like, conquer his alcoholism. And, but yeah, just, just the journey of this team um, going from, like, this ragtag team to eventually going to the finals. I, I know it is kind of a cliche for sports movies, but it's a cliche that works for me. And every time Jimmy hits that last shot, in the play, in the final scene, just hearing Norman saying, "I love you guys," like I I love this movie. Never seen it. Okay, great score as well. Jerry Goldsmith's score in this movie is amazing. Yeah, uh, Bowman. I'm gonna keep my thoughts to a minimum because this is not a Bowman movie. That's fair. That's fair. It is perfectly fine. I do not hate it. It is not a Bowman movie. Do not really care about the players, and that's kind of a problem with most sports movies. Turn around the coaches. Do you like Rudy more? I enjoy Rudy more, but I acknowledge that Hugh Hoosiers is maybe the better movie. Okay, okay. I also Same have way. sentimental feelings for uh, Rudy. Understand because I watched that one as a kid. Thomas. Uh, well, first of all, Rudy was offside. Uh, second of all, um, I, I I watched this movie a lot when when I was like when I was you know like twelve, thirteen years old. I actually haven't watched it since then, so I'm really due for a rewatch on this one. I really enjoyed it um, when I uh, first saw it, and then rewatched it a few times. Um, Gene Hackman and Des Hopper are both fantastic. I think um, you know someone who played basketball for many many years. Um, this, this film does, you know, hit, hit home a few times. Um, I wouldn't put it among like some of the best sports films of all time. I wouldn't put it up in like the remember the Titans or Moneyball or M miracle tier for me. Um, but it's still really, really good. All right. 
Uh, Scully, why don't you give us uh, the final pick of the night? Final pick of the ooh. Actually, yeah, this is a no-brainer for me. Uh, we're gonna go Coco. Nice. Uh, Coco, this is I uh, watched this film recently. Um, I mean, of course, uh, Day of the Dead. I think all that is has some of the most beautiful colors in any Pixar film. Um, just I think, and a, a fantastic story too. I, I think Pixar making a story about the the Day of the Dead and incorporating all of uh, you know just, just all the things behind it um, is a, a really tremendous undertaking, um, and it's so well done. At the same time, I you know you really become invested in Miguel um, and all of his you know uh, dead uh, relatives that he meets. You you meet and you fall in love with Hector uh, as well, um, and. Yeah, there, I, th I think the the twist with De La Cruz works um, as well as any twist in in, a, in an animated film. Um, uh, you learn to kind of understand the whole meaning behind the songs that you know they, they were not for what de for what uh, De La Cruz made them out to be. They were uh, originally intended for Hector to do something else with them. Um, yeah, this is one of my favorite Pixar films. I think this is like my number. My number seven Pixar, I think, but again with Pixar, the margin of error for for these films is so razor thin. It could easily jump to like my you know four or five or something. Um, but yeah, the colors are unbelievably vibrant. Really make it feel like a classic fall film, um, and it's just a tremendous movie. Um, yeah, this is. I think this is my number five for Pixar. Um, above it, I only have. Uh, Maybe six. I've got Monsters Inc., Nemo, Incredibles, um, and then Toy Story Two. So it's either four or five. Um, you like Monsters Inc.? I didn't know that about you. Hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, the, That's the one with Howie Mandel, right? Yes. Uh, this movie, like, I remember, I, I talk about it a lot, but it's the truth. Is like there, there's quite a few movies that hit in a way because of where I was and when I saw it and everything. And I saw this during a time where I really needed it. And I just vividly remember sitting in the theater with Maggie watching this for the first time. And both of us just like immediately falling in love with it. It's so good. Uh, it's one of Pixar's visually best films. Um, the, the colors and the world that they build here is just, absolutely incredible the music's great the story's great the characters are awesome um i remember the first time i saw it when they first introduced hector and then like thinking like oh this fucking guy and then as you just get deeper into the story and like you just learn more and more and you just like care about him more and more it's just like it's it's all it's so good and uh i cry every time every single time i've watched this movie i've cried at the end Every single time. And I get goosebumps uh, in the final song every single time. I think it's just incredible. This is a great pick. It was on my list as well. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't go for it, but good good choice, Scully. Uh, boom. This is a movie that I try to be careful not to watch too much because it makes me very sad because uh, not to be the super downer, but 
I watched this movie at a rough time to watch this movie, which was like um, a month after my grandma had passed away and she had been living with us for a while. And it, yeah, that, that'll do it. Yeah, I was falling in the theater. Terrible timing, man. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's Sorry, fair. Buddy. Yeah, no, it was... But honestly, it was kind of what I needed to process it, though. So it was like, good. This is a great movie, though. Uh, Me Corazon, or Proud Corazon, is like a banger, and I like it more than Remember Me, don't I think? No, I, I'm with you. I agree. 100%. I prefer De La Cruz's version of Remember Me, actually. I think that that's, that's my personal favorite version. Of I think the more upbeat version is, yeah. works better. It's, it's the Sharpay uh, version, <laughs> oh and the Sharpay God. versions are always better. That's such uh, a rough analogy, but it's so true. It is. Sharpay versions of the songs are always better. Bop to the top. Go uh, to the top. Uh, what I've been looking for, the Sharpay version is significantly better. I I really love this movie. I have not seen it since the theater, so I wouldn't necessarily call it like one of my absolute favorite Pixar films, but I think it's one that I do owe a rewatch to. Um, I think this movie was unfairly, um, I wouldn't say criticized, but I think it got it caught up in in case in case anyone doesn't remember. The book of before Life. this movie, they showed the thirty minute Olaf short, oh, and I that think, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right, which that was fucking stupid. Oh. Um, they they took it off after a yeah, week. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, yeah it was really unfortunate that a lot of like the talk about this movie got surrounded because of that. Um, but no, I think this movie is excellent, and just like everyone, the ending with "Remember Me" is incredible. Uh, wouldn't have been my personal pick for best song that year. I would go to "Mystery of Love," but "Remember Me" is an excellent song. All right. Uh, that's the list. Go over to the letterboxed page uh, to click like on that list. Look, you can see all the movies that we've talked about tonight on there. Uh, we're going to wrap the show up with uh, our talk about the movie of the month. Uh, guess who's coming to dinner? Uh, we're going to start with Scully because Scully watched this movie last week in preparation for the show. And then the other two people I had on the program canceled uh, on the day. Uh, couldn't find anyone else to cover. And so we just canceled the show. But Scully still watched the movie and he was able to make it tonight. So now he gets to talk about it. So, uh, Thomas, why don't you tell us about your thoughts on this movie? Yeah, it's weird because, like, this was. I remember this. I watched the movie when I. First time I watched the movie, I was like nine years old or something. And it was really weird because my parents wanted me to watch this film because it was super impactful when they were growing up. And it was what their parents had them watch um, as, as kind of like a cornerstone film of their childhood. So um, so it, it, it's been an important film for, for me for a while. And I hadn't rewatched it until now. Um, and it's even better than I remember. I, I think just, it, it starts out as your simple, hey, meeting your parents' story with, with with the with the twist that you know that 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 he is black and she is white, and then once you get past the initial, um, and once Spencer Tracy and Catherine Hepburn get past the initial shock of it, you you get to find out so much more about their characters and how, you know, they're they're really not, at least they think they're not they're not prejudiced, um, and I think the character of I can't remember his name, but but the but the priest that they bring in uh, uh, for the dinner, he helps them kind of discover that you know maybe they do have a little bit of prejudice uh, pre or prejudice in in them, um, and it's up to them to kind of you know figure that out for themselves. 
Um, and I think the actual dinner scene where you get so many unique one-on-one -on -one conversations between all these different characters is so well done. You have, um, you have uh, Poitier and his mother, Poitier and his father, um, and then uh, the and then his his fiance uh, and Hepper and his fiance and Tracy, and then the fathers talk, the mothers talk, the mother and father talk, the mother and father talk. It, and on on the outside, you would think that that would be a cause for a lot of boring, you know, one on one interactions, but they all have different thoughts and motives regarding their children's engagement. And it's so interesting to see all of their thoughts come to the forefront when it's just two of them on screen. Um, I think all the performances are, are phenomenal. Catherine Hepburn is my personal favorite. I thought she was absolutely incredible. Um, Tracy as well and Poitier. I can't believe Poitier didn't even get a nomination for this. Uh, that was, uh, that's insane. Um, if, if, if his mother can get a nomination, he should 100% get a, a nomination. Um, but again, yeah, Hepper was my favorite. Um, the, the, the scene where Tracy and Hepper go out for ice cream is my favorite scene. It, it was like the one scene I, I remembered from when I was a child where he's like, this isn't the ice cream water, but it, it's, it's good. It's, it, it's, it's really good. Um, it, it's those little small connections, uh, that I made the, the first time I watched it. Um, so yeah, I, everything about this film is amazing. Um, yeah, I, I'm really mad at myself for not getting back to it sooner, but I'm glad I rewatched it now because it is, it is a fantastic movie. Yeah. All right, uh, Payson, what about you? Yeah, I going into this movie, I kind of heard that like it had like a driving Miss Daisy like Green Book reputation of like going for like the oh man racism is cured route, and after watching this movie, I don't get why it has that reputation because i thought this movie was really good um yeah i think um i think just all the little conversations that like happen throughout the dinner scene like scully says are excellent um i was a little shocked this wasn't a play first because it honestly kind of has that like play like feeling to it yeah. of like all these things happening at once um i also love the scene where they go out to get ice cream um um, it reminds me of when I walk into a GameStop now and I see all these like Funko Pops and shirts and I'm like, you know, back in my day, GameStop just had games, but I'm okay with this. At least I still have this. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, just like the little looks of like, like Kevin Epper and Spencer Tracy thinking they're okay with this, um, thinking they're like super progressive and then finally being in this situation like, well, are you like, you've been preaching this whole thing. And then seeing as how uh, John's parents are the exact same way of how they don't think uh, uh, he should be marrying a white, uh, uh, how they sh he shouldn't be marrying um, a white woman. Um, I think maybe my favorite scene in the movie was near the ending 15 minutes when, um, when uh, John is talking with his dad and saying like, you want to be known as a colored man. I just want to be known as a man saying like, I don't care what she looks like. I love her and I want to be with her. And that final monologue from Spencer Tracy is great. Like I think up until that point, I want to say the movie was like three and a half stars where like it was good, but I didn't love it. But that last 15 minutes put it up a whole half star. I, this is a four star movie for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, guys, that's going to do it for us tonight. That's going to do it for Logged It for the year. So uh, tomorrow night, be sure to go over to uh, Twitch again. 
to watch the uh, recap for YLS. The spring top 100 and the fall top 100 teams are going to be on to uh, pick an overall winner, I believe, for the for both for both uh, shows. So that'll be exciting. So you can uh, check that out tomorrow night. I believe that's still going to be at ADST. I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty confident it's at ADST. Um, and then, like I said, not this upcoming weekend, but next weekend, the 10th, is when the final act begins. Uh, so you got the war zone uh, belts on the line, the fandom belts on the line, the fan zone belts on the line. And we've got a special uh, episode of something different coming for you as well that weekend uh, on that. That'll be uh, very fun involving the factions. So uh, that'll be a good time. So guys, thank you for watching. Thank you for being with us for these 26 episodes. We'll be back next year in February, uh, bigger and badder than ever. And we're going to start with, I believe we're doing any, the, the movie of the month will be Bowman. Correct me if I'm wrong, the fifties and, uh, and, and lower. basically fifties and back 50s. anything. So, so if you have movies, ideas or anything, just, uh, that you want us to take a look at, uh, hit us up, let us know. And uh, we'll get topics out uh, around January for February. And so everyone will be ready to go. So thank you guys for watching. It's been a lot of fun. We'll see you soon. Have a good one. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening.